Hang about. It's our weekly catch-up with the National Party's Denise Lee. The National Party's Denise Lee did indeed join Laura Crookside yesterday for their weekly chat. Uh, and just a note, given that the uh, COVID-19 is an evolving situation, information can change quickly, uh, meaning an interview from yesterday may be missing important updates. Uh, that's why it's important, if you're unsure about anything at this time, that you head over to covid19.govt.nz. Denise has implemented a volunteer database in her electorate where people can deliver groceries to people who are unable to access it at this time, be it that they don't have an internet connection or just aren't that tech savvy for deliveries. In addition to delivering groceries, it can be as simple as calling someone who might be alone at this time. Denise started off by telling Laura about this database and the importance of volunteer work at this time. Yes, so um, it's been really heartwarming uh, to to see how many people have just um, flocked in to, to sign up to, um, we're calling it the COVID Connect mm. database. Um, so I'm running it for my electorate, for the electorate of Monga Kiakia, and um, people are just willing to, to help. And the two ways that, that they can help at the moment, and things will evolve, um, is going shopping, being a personal shopper for those who can't, um, and we've had requests from rest homes on complete lockdown. Mm. So they go shopping and they pick up their, the groceries and they drop off the packages at the gate. And then the staff at the rest home take care of it after that. Um, or phone calling people over the age of 70 in the electorate. And um, with the help of um, you know very careful access to telephone numbers, I'm able to... Um, give people just small amounts of telephone numbers so they can check up on the elderly and make sure they're doing okay and we're getting um, requests for different help as a result of that. Mm, brilliant. Um, so with delivery services still functioning, why is it particularly important that you do have this volunteering happening? Well, I mean, the delivery services, um, you're referring to online stuff, right, yes. Laura? Yep. Um, well, lots of old people don't have internet, let alone know how to navigate online shopping. Um, you know, my mum's pretty <laughs> technically average, <laughs> um, and she's she she doesn't know how to do online shopping. Uh, mm. So there are people who have got family networks, but there are plenty of people who don't. And so um, just a, a wee little phone call and they say, yep, I need, you know, a dozen eggs and a bottle of milk and a loaf of bread or whatever the case may be, um, you know, having that. And let's face it, even though we can't have contact, um, just knowing that someone went out and did something for you and dropped something off at your doorstep or you can give them a wave from, um, from the gate, you know, that's, that's important. Any bit of contact is important. Mm, absolutely. Um, and then the other thing on this, in terms of that uh, voluntary delivery, what kind of measures are being taken by volunteers and recipients to ensure safety? Yeah, so we've got some very clear guidelines. Um, I'll be honest, there is a large degree of trust um, in the system. Um, I've got quite a few volunteers who are already police vetted via other organisations, for instance, Community Patrol. Mm. Um, and so there's a degree of, of trust in that and, you know, we'll be assigning our jobs accordingly um, to, to those who we know have known police um, 
vetting. Uh, but, you know, um, at the end of the day, um, we need to be really mindful that um, just an easy connection is what we're looking for here. We're not looking for technical details and certainly not getting into signing on for powers of attorney or anything crazy like that. Um, it's just simple dropping off of um, groceries or pickup um, of other essential services. Um, mostly, it's a, just a friendly phone call. Hey, how are you doing? Mm. And, and that goes, man, the phone calls I've made have been exceptional. Uh, I, it's, it's really, I've had emotional, exceptional phone calls. People who I wouldn't think um, would, would be um, emotional have been emotional. Mm. And it's a real privilege, actually, to talk to those sort of people on the phone and realize that um, we're in very unusual, unprecedented times. But man, the human spirit and warmth that can come out, it's really, really awesome. Mm. Um, if people are wanting to get involved in that, how would they reach out to you? Um, so my, my disclaimer, I guess, Laura, is that I'm running this for my local area. Mm-hmm. So it's the electorate of Monga Kekia, which is only Hunga, One Tree Hill, Green Lane, Ellerslie, Mount Wellington, Pamua, Point England. Um, so the easy way to, to get a hold of that is just to email Denise Lee MP mm-hmm. at parliament.govt.nz. Um, if you can't remember that email address, 0800 Denise MP. <laughs> um, so catchy. <laughs> um, and if you're outside that area, isolation.org.nz is an Auckland network. Mm-hmm. So, so um, they can have you back out uh, on a wider Auckland scale. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll shift on to our next subject here. So in terms of national support, of government, um, which a lot of people have looked at this and started uh, speculating this could lead to a grand coalition. Um, For those who might not know, what is a grand coalition and what is its function? Well, my understanding, of course, we've never lived through that if you're my age, um, Mm -hmm. is a grand coalition is where you effectively um, stop political party ties um, and you become one entire parliament. There, there are no parties. There's just one governing body of politicians. Um, so what we've done to date um, is something really interesting. Yesterday in parliament, a reduced number of MPs, just 15 um, on our side and 15 on theirs, um, put into place, I'll just call it emergency legislation, um, making sure that the government are able to act swiftly and um, decisively should they need to. It's sort of like think civil defence type emergency situation. But what we've started since then is a new select committee, which will meet three days a week. And it will be chaired by Simon. Um, there will be 11 people on that committee in total. So some from National, some from um, Labour, Greens, everyone. And that's going to be a really important committee to question, scrutinise and ensure that the government are making the right decisions on behalf of all of us. Mm. So it's not designed to be, um, you know, kind of overly critical or 
or um, be negative. It's designed to make sure, and and this is what exactly should happen, that the response from the government is the best it possibly can be. Mm -hmm. Um, We know the government isn't going to get everything perfect, but we'll work with them to ensure that we do the best that we can. And that's the important role of an opposition, right? So that 11-person select committee will meet um, via... Um, you know, Skype or online three days a week and it starts next week. Mm, Very interesting. Um, In terms of a grand coalition, this has only ever been seen twice in New Zealand history. So during World War uh, II or I, I think it might have been one, uh, and the Great Depression. Um, Simon Bridges hasn't ruled it out just yet, but do you think we could be heading that way potentially? Well, it's just so hard to know, right, Laura? I Mm. I don't know how to answer that in terms of what would the trigger be um, to to call for one. Um, I think it's too early to say. I mean, admittedly, um, things would have to get um, so much more grave than they are now. Mm. And I don't know how to predict whether that will in fact take place. For now, I think we've got the right balance with, um, the um, the civil defence type measures that we've put in um, for the select committee to op- to operate, um, you know, often three times a week. By the way, any New Zealander is going to be able to tune into that live stream and see um, each session. There'll be a different minister um, or a different person that will be um, questioned or. I mean, that's probably a bit too harsh, not question, but part of the conversation. Mm. So we'd expect to see the Minister of Health there, the Director General of Health, Mike Bush, um, you know, Prime Minister, Grant Robertson, Reserve Bank Governor, whoever. So I'd hope that New Zealanders might want to tune into that live stream select committee and, and see um, how the questions unfold. Um, I'm not quite sure the format, but maybe there might be a... Um, capacity for members of the public to actually ask the questions. Wow. That would be very interesting. Um, The other thing, just on the subject, not quite related, but semi-related, as this is an election year and MPs have been asked to stop campaigning, um, if this lockdown is successful, should we expect that campaigning to kick off again? Um, so do you mean that when we come out the other end of, of lockdown? Yes. Um, well, gosh, something else I'm not quite sure how to answer because it depends, I guess, on what campaigning is and how it's perceived. Mm. So um, I would think that we'd have lots of questions to ask before we got to any answers around that, Laura. It would be, is the election still going to happen on September the 19th? Um, it would be... You know, what's the mood and appetite of the New Zealand public? It's all too soon to kind of make those calls. But I think MPs only have one real clear role. And in fact, this role should continue even as lockdown um, stops. And that is um, be on hand, be local, be present. You know, when lockdown finishes, I want to be out and about in the community um, present, not just from behind a keyboard or a telephone. Mm. Um, so, so that's 
that's our, our first and primary role is to represent the people who first put us in there. And I'll shift on to our last kind of subject here, but um, I might just discuss maybe some of the supports that have been rolled out for businesses and housing. So there's a range of things happening. Um, my one message for anyone listening and thinks, oh, hang on a minute, that could be me. What's, what's the details? Go to um, www.covid19.govt.nz. And that's for everything, Laura. I mean, everything from where can I walk to, um, you know, how much money can I access? I'm in um, jeopardy with my personal income. Um, I'm displaying symptoms, I think, of the virus. What do I do? Who do I talk to? Go to that website, covid19.govt.nz. And just jumping back to before when you're talking about um, renters, landlords not being able to increase rent at this time. Uh, There's also an added thing to that where renters are protected from eviction at this point. Um, Some have looked at uh, the kind of protections for renters and protections for mortgage holders as slightly unfair um, as these mortgage holders are allowed to have that six month um, uh, kind of holiday that was it, a uh, six-month holiday, whereas renters may still be expected to be paying when they are experiencing that difficulty. Uh, what would you kind of say to that? Yeah, look, there may be some loopholes there. Um, and where there are, I think officials are definitely doing their best to clarify things. So um, if you think that there's a gap um, again, check the website, and I mean like a couple times a day. That's how fast some things are evolving and how fast the clarity is coming. Um, I'd also recommend that if your personal circumstances, so apart from philosophically what you think, mm-hmm. if your personal circumstances are that you're having trouble staying in your particular tenancy, um, please, again, um, head to that website, but also contact your local MP. As MPs, we have a dedicated line to senior officials to get answers where we can't find answers. Um, so that, you know, we're more than happy on standby um, to, to answer as many queries as we can. Um, I guess, um, you know, I'm, is there a specific question, um, uh, Laura, just in regards to tenancies, you know, I, the, the information that I've got re- regarding tenancies um, being terminated during the lockdown period, that's, that's not something that can happen. Um, but after this lockdown finishes and say a renter has not paid their rent because of um, financial difficulty, are we expected then to potentially see evictions for people in that position? Yeah, look, it'll be very hard to tell, but I would say that there will be um, some measures introduced to stop that from happening. I think we're in a very unprecedented, very unusual times um, right now, but um, it's not the time um, to to be taking chances with um, pressure on people and, and their income and where they live. Um, so I'm not sure how to answer that, but if we get stories of very unfair behaviour, I would imagine that there will be um, 
absolute concrete moves um, to to stop that from happening. Mm. Um, and what? Just a final note. What kind of message do you have for people in our communities right now? Stay inside to save lives. Mm. Simple as that. Uh, and it's going to come at a sacrifice. It's going to feel a bit unfair. It's going to feel a bit, you know, you might hear a message that says do this or I can go and do that or I can push the envelope out and, and go a little further or drive a little further or whatever. Um, just go really conservative. Stay inside to save lives. You know what your bubble is um, and don't don't go pushing it out. Here's another way to think of it, Laura. If you got a call from the Ministry of Health tomorrow that confirmed that you have COVID-19, you have the virus, and they said to you, please tell us where you've been and who you've been with in the last 48 hours, would you be embarrassed to tell them where you've been and what you've been doing? So, so that's the only thing you really need to ask yourself. Would you be embarrassed if contact tracing started with you? The National Party's Denise Lee on 95BFM.